Hey, what's up, mamas? Today, I have the pleasure of having Amy Lowe on Mom's Grab Coffee. She is the mom to two kids, and she's been married for almost 20 years to her husband, Matt. And she's also the director of Windshape Camps, which we will talk about in part two of this two-part episode, where we're going to get into how to have safe and vulnerable conversations with our kids. Now, on today's episode, Amy's going to share more about how she incorporates Christ-centered daily rituals in her life as a mom, but then also in her kid's life. We'll get into what a Christ-centered daily ritual looks like for her, what it looks like for her kids, the head-heart-hands method to reading the Bible, how to fill your own cup when you're feeling depleted. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. It is my pleasure to welcome Amy Lowe. And so what is a Christ-centered rhythm? What does that actually look like? I think uh, we just did a podcast um, a little bit ago about discipleship and how it's the primary job of a parent to disciple your kids. And we looked mm-hmm. at that word discipleship. It's a it's a big word. It's kind of confusing. A lot of people yeah. maybe have an idea of what that means. It's kind of scary, but we defined it as just growing in Christ's likeness. For me, honestly, it starts with our own walk with the Lord and what is going on with yourself. Are you carving out that time to spend time with the Lord, to read His Word, to pray on your own? So I think that's number one. And again, very hard to figure out, but I think you can get creative especially yeah. now with audio Bibles and things like that to, to use even drive time. That's what I usually have to work, figured out what works for me is that I listen to the Bible while I'm driving in the car, but figuring that out for yourself, I think is huge. But I think also we, we just know how important regular rhythms are for our kids mm-hmm. and knowing it, it, it brings them so much comfort to know that this is what we do on this day. And this is, you know, it just, that regular rhythm, it might feel, I don't know, some people are like, um, you know, and love the regular rhythm of things. And then I know other people don't love the regular rhythm of things. I happen yeah. to love the regular rhythm of things. And so it works for me, but I just know that the research does show that kids need just regularity and knowing what to expect and knowing this is how mm-hmm. we do things and this is what we do. And so that's what I mean by just Christ-centered rhythms and rituals is just figuring out how to do this kind of thing, pointing towards Christ, looking more like Christ, spending more time in His Word, in prayer, mm-hmm. as a family, regularly. And I think it the beauty of mm-hmm. it, Hannah, is that it can look different for everybody, but it's just, is it regular? Is it just a regular part of an everyday kind of thing for your family? Mm-hmm. I think that's a win to figure that out. When can you do it? When can you figure that out in your day? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like church, right? You know, you grow up, uh, many of us grew up going to church on Sundays. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's part of your rhythm. Um, There's no question about it. And so finding those moments Monday through Saturday, um, I think is, is fantastic. So where did you start? When when the kids were little, a lot of the times it was just reading those wonderful Bible storybooks that are out there. There's so many mm-hmm. good ones. The Jesus Storybook Bible is one that our kids especially loved. 
there's so many, there's so many great resources out there, Hannah, and they, Mm -hmm. they really do walk you through it. So I think so, so often we feel like as parents that I have to know all the answers to be able to do this with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that is again, not true. You do not have to have all the answers. You just need to grab the resources that wonderful people have put together and use. So when my kids were little, it was, it looked more like that. And then when they got a little bit older, we used the dinner table for this kind of thing. And so we had a dinner table devotions book. Again, we're using the resources that are out there. I'm not reinventing any wheel around here. There are smarter people that have put these things together and they're out there. Um, So we used a dinner table devotions. We did that for a long time. And then now our kids are getting a little bit older and we want them to not expect maybe us to give them the information, but them to start to work on it for themselves. And so Mm -hmm. my husband works with my son and we do it right before we go to bed. So my husband and my son, they have a, a Bible that they work through together. And then me and my daughter do the same thing. And we, Mm -hmm. it really just looks like spending time in the word and we do it different ways. Sometimes she reads a chapter of the Bible and then kind of writes her thoughts about it. We use the Bible app. There's a video every day Mm -hmm. in the Bible app that is so great that we use and we talk about it, what they said. We talk about things to pray for and then we pray. And it doesn't take a long time, but she just knows that right before we go to bed, that's what we're going to do every night. And Jack, my son, knows right before he he goes to bed, this is what he's going to do. And as they get Mm -hmm. older, I think the goal is to try to give this to them more so that they start to do it regularly. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I, I found some research that I keep going back to. It was a study that was done with, I think it was 2000 families of kids that had left the nest and the kids were again, out of the house. The parents had, you know, they're off, they're out, they're all out into the world mm-hmm. and they're, the kids are doing well in their faith. They're following after the Lord in their faith. And so what, mm-hmm. what they studied was like, okay, parents, what did you do or not do when your kids were younger to like spit them out in this great way yeah. so that we can learn from it? And the number one answer of how they ended up so well following after the Lord was regularly reading the Bible in your house. Mm. Like every every day reading. And that's not hard. Mm-hmm. We all have a Bible. Are, are we reading it? Are we talking about it with our kids? And right. so that's, I just thought that was so great because I was like, that we can do that. You know, we can yeah. read the Bible every day with our kids. It's not mm-hmm. magical. It's not, um, you know, a three-point program. It's just a read read the Bible with your kids every mm-hmm. day. Or as much as you can, and then hopefully they're going to start to go to it in their life when they leave your house. Yes. Yes. Do you use a children's Bible or do you use, you know, the, uh, what translation do you use and how much do you read uh, per night? There is, I don't think there's a formula. I think it depends on the kid's age that you are. Again, those children's storybook Bibles we read when they were little. Now my daughter is 13. And what we do is she reads a chapter a night. We're in Matthew right now. The good news is our church is going reading through the Bible and we're starting the new, we just started the new Testament. Thank goodness. And we, um, we, so we're in Matthew. And so she's just reading one chapter of Matthew every night. And she, what she does is she writes, we use something in our house called head, heart and hands. And it's something that we actually use at camp, but it's a way to just think about what you're reading and apply it to your life. So it doesn't just become this on the page 
kind of thing. So we read it. And so the head question is, okay, how does this teach me to think about myself or to think about others? Or what does it teach me like in my brain? And then, then we say, okay, well, what does this make me feel in my heart? What should I feel or do or believe or just Mm -hmm. um, react to? How does it affect my affections? And then the last question is hands. Okay. Well, what does this want me to act differently or do something differently or make a change in my life or how should I respond to this? And I just think it helps her to, again, take it from this book that can maybe sometimes feel old and um, just not in touch with you and just say, okay, what is this? What does this say to me? What, what do I need to do as a result of this? But again, I think it looks different as your kids get older. I don't think there's a magical formula, but as long as you're do, I think the only magical formula, Hannah is just doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like how you uh, kind of tied it to a rhythm that you already had in your life, like dinner time. Okay. You're already sitting down together. Everyone's yep. already there. You kind of have everyone's attention. That's a great time to to talk about the Lord. And then, you know, the bedtime, um, I think that's another easy way to insert that so that it becomes yeah. a, a rhythm in their lives as well as your lives. I like that head, heart, hand method. Is that what you use for your own spiritual growth? I, I think it's a great one to use. For me, I've been, I've been reading through the Bible I've done this for the past few years. And yes, it's a great, even for adults, it's a great way to to think about it. There's also the SOAP method. I use that sometimes Mm -hmm. where you just look at the scripture, you talk about observations, applications, and then prayer. So Mm -hmm. again, anything that you can do to just make it stick in your heart instead Mm -hmm. of just using it as a checkbox, you know? Yeah. I think it's is key. And again, I think a key is, is making it a regular rhythm of your own life and talking about it regularly. I think we, we wanted, we want to do this every day with our kids, but also my kids know that I'm reading through the Bible and they know that I'm like learning alongside them too. So it's not just that I think it's important for them to do. I think it's important for me to do. And it, it naturally outflows when you think it's important for you to do and you're and you're mm-hmm. talking with the Lord regularly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, I think um, the family rituals and routines are really important for us to to implement and lead. Besides that, because moms can get depleted and empty really quickly with everything else that's going on. How do you fill your own cup? For me, Hannah, I am an introvert. So I have to have time alone to recharge. Um, When COVID hit, I used it. I took walks every day by myself. Mm -hmm. And like my family knew that mom, mom needs to go for a walk. Like she just, she needs to go for a walk. And it was great for everybody because I got outside and I was able to do that. So Mm -hmm. for me as an introvert, probably most introverts are shaking their heads. Yes. That it just, it's, it's, it's that alone time. But for my husband is an extrovert. So being alone does not fill his cup. Being with mm-hmm. people fills his cup. But so I think it, it depends on the person. But for me personally, being alone, I think also mm-hmm. I have just learned to, to prioritize taking care of myself, Hannah. I think that it can feel selfish mm-hmm. to a lot of moms to say, 
that you got to take a time out and, and take time for yourself. But I feel better when I do that. I'm a better yeah. version of myself when I do that. And so mm-hmm. taking time out every day to work out has really helped me to, again, just I feel better. And I again, it's a win-win because it, it helps my body, but it also helps me be a better parent. So when I mm-hmm. kind of flip the script in that way to see self-care as a way to help me be a better mom, then I'm more apt to do it than if mm-hmm. I say, oh, I don't need to take time for myself. That's selfish. That's not true. Yes, yes, that is not true, 100%. Uh, you know, the analogy I always go back to is a battery. You know, if you can't, yes. you can't yes. run on empty and right. the, the amount of time or effort you are putting into your kids or your family when you're running on empty is not quality stuff. That's <laughs> right. You know, 100%. yeah. So you gotta, you gotta fill your, fill your battery, fill your cup uh, in order to pour out quality stuff from mom. That's right. right. All right, mamas, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Amy. She is going to be back with us next week to talk about how to have safe and vulnerable conversations with your kids. She's going to give her best advice. She's going to talk about how she gets her kids to open up. And then for moms who are thinking about summer camps, she's going to talk about wind-shaped camps, which might be a great option, not only for your kids, but for your family as well. So follow the show wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on that. All right, mamas, that is a wrap for today. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed, hope-filled week. And I'll catch you again next time for a cup of coffee with the side of faith, wisdom, and hope.